Welcome, welcome to the Heads Together podcast. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate you showing up and listening in. It makes me talking into this microphone so worthwhile. And I appreciate every single one of you also who takes the time to email me after the show. That is literally my favorite thing is getting emails after an episode has gone out saying that it resonated or that it made you think about something a slightly different way, or it was a topic that you hadn't realized the importance of. Got a couple of emails from people after the episode uh, with Erin about IP, intellectual property. And I got a couple of emails there saying, gosh, this is something that we hadn't really realized applied to us. So that bit of feedback after the episode is awesome. And I really, really love it. If you're a coach listening in to the show, I have kind of healed my relationship with Facebook a little bit. I'm actually, you know what, I joined the, oh, anything but Facebook brigade. And I realize now that actually, I really like certain groups on Facebook. I must admit, I don't really do anything else on Facebook in terms of interaction particularly, but I really do like groups. So I've set up a group of my own. It's called Coaches Unleashed. So you can search for it under there. It's really a little bit of a coaching collective for business coaches, life coaches, health coaches, leadership coaches, anyone who is growing a coaching practice and is really interested in my own journey to building my own coaching practice, which is incredible. I'm not going to shy away from saying it. I have an incredibly successful coaching practice, which I find utterly fulfilling. I'm getting to do exactly what I love to do with clients I adore. And for me, there's just nothing better than that. I'm really hesitant to say that overused phrase, this is my way of paying it forward. It isn't my way of paying it forward, everyone. Let's be honest. That is a beautiful little side effect of me trying out something that will benefit my business. If we have this little space on Facebook to come together as a group and talk about topics perhaps that come up on this podcast or where coaches perhaps who are in the growing phase of their practice want to ask me questions about my own journey, you know, at the end of the day, why am I doing it? Because one, I think it will increase the visibility I have. And that always means more opportunities to speak to more people. And why do I want to speak to more people? Because it means that I'm going to unearth more opportunities to coach with more outstanding clients. You know, it's like anything. I could sit here and say, oh, it's my time to pay it forward. But that's just a little bit of bullshit that people just love saying it. And it isn't that that isn't a beautiful side effect of it, but Is it my main reason for doing it? No, it's because I want to be having more conversations with more incredible people, which ultimately will grow my business. And I guess that's part of my, you know how I feel about this level of transparency. It's really, really important to me, which is why I wanted to just explain that right now. But this group is, it's already shaping up really nicely. I think we've got probably like 20 or so members. and. 
I'm only accepting coaches into this group because it is a very specific, and I know not all my listeners are coaches, but this Facebook group is specifically for coaches. And it's, like I say, it's really uh, an insight into my own journey and to how I built my practice. So again, it won't even be right for all coaches. It's really around people who are interested in having a high ticket one-to-one coaching offer, and then also maybe one or two leveraging your time offers in their business. So do go ahead and have a look on Facebook groups. It's called Coaches Unleashed. Yeah, have a look. Come and join us. It's quite fun. So this week's episode is all about pricing mistakes. I see a lot of pricing mistakes go on and it's the same mistakes over and over that I see out there. So I thought actually what would be interesting today is just to bring five of the things that I see happening that I believe are really detrimental to your business and are literally crippling your growth and certainly your profitability. So without further ado, let's dive into the episode. Welcome, welcome to the Heads Together podcast. I'm Jill Mokes and I am obsessed with cutting through the noise when it comes to growing your business. Each week via intimate coaching conversations and inspirational stories, I share what it really takes to get the results you want in a way that feels right to you. I am all about attracting higher ticket opportunities building authentic relationships, and creating the abundant, full-fat version of your dream business. I mean, how many of us have beavered away creating a light version of what we really want? The thing is, I honestly believe when you're outstanding at what you do, there is no limit to what you can achieve. So, are you ready to put our heads together and make it happen? Let's go. Pricing what you do is one of the things where when I'm doing market research for my own coaching practice, because, you know, for me, one of the most important things is understanding my clients inside and out. And pricing is probably in the top three. The top three things will be, generally speaking, how do I get more clients? How do I stop attracting the wrong clients? And how do I price? my service or offers. Those tend to be really consistent top three questions that I'm asked. So this one is all about pricing this week and the importance of optimizing your pricing strategy so that your business growth is really sustainable and your business is profitable. Always the most important part you cannot have a sustainable business model if it isn't profitable because you will either become bankrupt or burnt out or both. And they don't want that for you. Do not want that for you. So I don't want you to make these mistakes. The first mistake we're going to talk about is underpricing. So charging too little because you're underestimating the value of what you do. This is very common in the coaching world in particularly. We undervalue our expertise and we undervalue the impact that we can have on our clients' lives. 
right? We've talked about this before on this podcast. Clients aren't paying you for your time. Even if you charge by the hour, they're still not paying you for your time. They're paying you for the knowledge you have, the skills you have, the experience you've built up over the years. Those are the things that dictate your price, not how much time they spend in your presence. And it's really important to understand that, that it's value that clients pay for. This was really a huge lesson for me. When I first pivoted from being a virtual assistant to an online business manager and I tripled my fee when I made that move, there were a few reasons behind that. One, I didn't have a great pricing strategy as a virtual assistant. I was undercharging for what I did because I was a bloody good virtual assistant and I really was undercharging for the service I was offering my clients. But also, number two, when I was of a level to promote myself to online business manager, I was still charging by the hour, but I knew damn well that the value I was providing in that hour was significantly greater than when I'd first started my business. And also, my clients then needed to pay for the additional responsibility I was taking on, more value. They had to pay for the additional knowledge I'd built up and the knowledge of systems that I could implement for them to help their business operate more smoothly, more value. They had to pay for the fact that I was way more confident by then and they could have me client-facing if they wanted to, more value. So it, they're not paying. Clients are not paying for your time. You've heard this over and over. I really want it to go in. They're paying for every bit of knowledge and experience. And if you want to work with higher ticket clients, you're really going to have to understand this one because sometimes it can go counter to our intuition to put a high price tag on spending a small amount of time with a client. For me as a coach, it's not about the amount of time I spend with a client. It's about the insights that they get during that time they spend with me. It's about the reframe that they have on something that's been holding them back. It's about the answer they get to a particular strategy that they want to try. They really need an opinion on it. That's what they're paying for. So that's really the first one. It's the mistake is that you price too low because you're undervaluing the value that you deliver, right? And that undervaluing and underpricing has really huge knock-on effects for your business. For a start, it will affect the perception of the value. You could be delivering a shit ton of value to your clients. If you put a very low price tag on that, they won't believe that you deliver that value. There will be an absolute mismatch between the client's expectation of pricing and what you're actually pricing at, and they will be suspicious. They won't trust that. So your pricing really needs to be commensurate with the promise that you're offering in terms of a transformation or in terms of the level of service you're offering, okay? 
also, and again, from a coaching perspective or a consulting perspective, price too low and clients get this feeling that you don't really get the gravity of their situation. So if your promise is, uh, yeah, I guess this is the same as, as what I was saying before, but if you are promising to solve a very dire situation in someone's life and you attach a small price tag to that, they'll think that you don't understand the situation they're in. They'll think that you don't get it. And again, they won't trust that. And of course, the very obvious implication of undercharging for what you do is that the longevity of your business is under threat. And that, again, knock-on effects. The future clients who need your help aren't going to be able to get it because your business wasn't sustainable. You couldn't carry on operating with such a low pricing strategy. And that's no good for anyone. It's not good for you. But it's, and again, like I say, it's not good for your future clients either. There's so many reasons why not underestimating the value of what you deliver and making sure your pricing reflects that is important. And I get it. It's bloody nerve wracking to put a high price tag on what you do because there is something inside you because of all the legacy money stories you've grown up with that tells you no one will pay it. That's in your mind. You are projecting your own money mindset onto your prospective clients. If that's something you're struggling with, I'm going to put a link in the show notes because I have an ebook available on my website, which is about fixing your money mindset. So I'll pop a link to that in the show notes. Okay. The second mistake that I see people making is setting their own prices based solely on their competitors' prices. And I think there's a real pitfall with this one. Using a competitor's pricing as your only reference point, it enters you into this price war, right? And that has awful implications for your industry, whatever that is. When everyone is undercutting everyone else and it's a race to the bottom, no one wins. No one wins. Actually, I guess there is, you could say the client wins, but not in the long run. Because if your price gets lower and lower and lower, the level of service you will be able to deliver based on that price point will reduce. So I think it's really important to make sure that you are thinking about that. And I think what we're, we need to focus on here is really uncovering your own value proposition. And that's a really corporate speak for your own way of doing things, your uniqueness. And that is how you can differentiate yourself from your competitors. You don't have to be cheaper. Going back again to that money mindset piece, this will feel wrong. It will feel counter to your intuition. But the truth is you don't have to and shouldn't want to be selling because you're the cheapest. You should want to be selling because what you offer is unique. You have put in so much work to really understand your clients so that your unique selling proposition or value proposition is really promising to deliver to them exactly what they want. Then you can charge more than your competitors. 
Now, I'm not saying that benchmarking your pricing against competitors is a bad thing, although personally, I do think it can be really dangerous because you're often not comparing like for like. But I think once you have benchmarked your pricing, you can really then focus in on looking at what makes your offer unique, what makes your offer irresistible, a no-brainer for that client, so that they are so drawn to your offer, the price is way less relevant. Okay. The third mistake is around really not doing enough research around what your ideal clients want and need. And I know I harp on about this a lot. I really do. But there's a reason for that. It's because it's probably the most important thing you ever do in your business is understanding your ideal clients. There is nothing you do in your business more important than that, apart from the actual coaching or the actual service you offer. So you have to do the most thorough market research. You have to do the most in-depth research into what your clients want and need so that you understand that inside and out. Because if you don't, you're running the risk of not aligning your pricing with what that ideal client market is demanding. Say, for example, your ideal client is someone who is very, very financially challenged but you just didn't really get that when you, you know, you were so full of what they needed in terms of a transformation that you didn't really think about the logistics of whether they can pay you and you slap a high ticket price tag on that offer. That is not aligned with that ideal client. You have to do your market research. There is no point in targeting a market that has no money if you have a high ticket offer. That is common sense. That is just logistics and no amount of that's not a money mindset issue, right? It doesn't mean that there aren't offers that are perfect for that target market, but you need to understand where they sit in terms of their preferences, the demand. You need to align your offer with them, not the other way around. They're not going to bend to fit your offer. Your offer has to be right for the people you want to serve. The best way you can do this market research is talking to people. And again, you'll have heard that over and over, but it's true. And the problem is it's the one thing that hardly anyone actually does. Hardly anyone emails their email list and says, hey, can I jump on a 20 minute call with you? Because I just want to ask you a series of five questions. It's just a quick five questions. I'd be really interested in your feedback because I'm just gathering some market research. I'm doing some market research. You know, who listening has done that? If you're listening now and saying, yes, I do that really regularly, please, I'm giving you a virtual high five because it's one of the best things you can do to get to understand what your clients want and need. Those three questions I mentioned at the beginning of this episode about the things I'm asked the most often, how do I get clients? What should I be charging them? And how do I attract the right clients? Those are the three things that I know people want to know all the time because I've surveyed my audience more than once and really understand what they want and the questions that they ask because they've asked them. Once you have a platform, so once you've got you know, an established platform like a podcast, it becomes a bit easier because people are way more open with their feedback. 
But I think even if you're just beginning at the beginning stages of a business, and particularly if you're pivoting into a different market, you have to do this rate research and it's got to be in depth. It's really got to be in depth. I'll put a couple of other resources actually into the show notes for this. I've got a really nifty little um, script thing that you can use to survey your audience. That might be handy, actually. Yes, I will pop that in the show notes. Fourth mistake, not offering pricing options or packages. So this is another common mistake where you're only offering clients one pricing option. And it sometimes it's because people have had that advice, like just, you know, don't confuse people with more than one offer. This is, and that's sometimes good advice in other areas, but in the area of pricing, offering more than one option is a really, really good thing to do. Having different pricing tiers helps clients really find something that's right for them. So, you know, it might be that the offer is actually one offer but you might offer a couple of different ways they can spread payments. That's one way of doing it. But also what you might have is a very standard version of the offer, which has a slightly lower price point. And then you start adding some layers on top of that. So that's, and of course, the way we add layers is we add value. So that might be that you offer them some personal time with you one-to-one, or it might be that you put together a bundle of offers. Say if you have different courses, you might bundle a couple together and give them that option. So I think this is one time when that very stripped back simplicity that I love, it's one time when I will tend to get a little bit more creative, I guess, and just put together a couple of different pricing options. Again, anything like this, when you're listening in, whenever you, when I'm talking about anything like this and it strikes you and you want to really go deeper in it, don't forget I do offer a free breakthrough session. So the link to that is always in the show notes. It's always something you can do. It's a breakthrough session. It's 60 minutes. It's coaching around any topic you like. And the reason I do it is because if we're a really good fit for each other, you might decide you want to work with me moving forward. And then you might become one of my own private clients, or you might decide you want to join my mastermind or sign up for one of my courses. Again, transparent, that's why I offer it. And it really works. So that might be something you want to talk about. How meta, you can do, you can book a breakthrough session with me to talk about booking breakthrough sessions with your prospective clients. To be creative and try and find different solutions that will fit different preferences with your clients. The last pricing mistake I want to talk about today is around neglecting to like review your pricing regularly. And this one I see happen a lot. And we know, you know, the market changes, industry trends change, businesses grow, the value that you're offering changes over time. If you leave your pricing stagnant, you know, you're really running the risk of like falling behind your competitors and and really leaving money on the table. And that's the absolute opposite of what we want you to be doing. And then you're running into that mistake number one, which is really not charging for the value you provide. So 
that's something I want you to really think about and put in place in your business. Put a note in your diary on the same day every year, something like that, where you carry out a full pricing review. You do some market research. You benchmark what are other coaches doing? What are other service providers doing? What are other creatives doing? Benchmark their prices and then look at your unique value and adjust accordingly. I think that's a really important one that we just forget to do. We get comfortable with our pricing. We get to a point where it slips off the tongue and we don't have to worry about it and we're comfortable saying it. But it is important that you review it every year. At least once a year, certainly, you should be reviewing your pricing. I'm not saying that at that point you then up your prices for any of your existing clients. Absolutely not. What you do is you just adjust your pricing and That way, when you take on a new client, they're paying at the increased level. Reviewing your prices every year is a great sales tool as well, because before you increase the prices, you get this opportunity to reach out to everyone in your circle and say, hey, I'm increasing my prices next month. If you're on the fence about working with me, this might be the time to go for it because you can still reserve a space with me now or reserve, you know, a project date with me now at my existing pricing level. So again, it's reviewing your pricing is an opportunity to use it as a sales tool to reinvigorate some interest in what could can sometimes be a stale email list, you know, letting them know that there's about to be a pricing increase and everyone that's been kind of consuming all your beautiful free content will be like, oh, okay, right. Yeah, maybe now's my time. And this is that beauty of the long game of email marketing. You know, there are always opportunities sitting in that list ready to be activated by just the right email. More on that in another episode, I think. So those are really the five mistakes that I see people making most commonly around their pricing. And I really would encourage you to just reflect on your own pricing strategies at the moment and where they sit against those five things. Are you making any of those mistakes at the moment? Have a think about it. And again, like I say, reach out to me if you would like a breakthrough session. Otherwise, there's going to be some free resources also in the show notes. Um, But if you do want to book one of those sessions, it's jillmokes.com forward slash apply. Okay, everybody, listen, have a fabulous week and I will see you back here next Monday. Bye for now. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that getting our heads together this week has filled your mind with what's possible. If you love the show, would you do me a massive favor, please? Would you leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts? It would really help me put more heads together reach more ears and expand more minds. Until next week, bye for now.